0: Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast, it's the 28th of January and on this day in Christian history we go back to the year 1077 and travel to northern Italy into Canossa. Today saw the excommunication of Henry IV, the Holy Roman Emperor, lifted after he humbled himself before Pope Gregory VII at Canossa in Italy. Gregory had embarked on an incredibly ambitious programme to reform the Church. This involved reasserting administrative power at a local level, for instance, disciplining corrupt priests, but also at an international level, separating the Church from the patronage of kings and rulers, specifically in their power to appoint bishops. This came to a head in a standoff of King Henry IV of Germany, who was also the Holy Roman Emperor. The Empire was considered by the Church to be the only legal successor of the Roman Empire during the Middle Ages and the early modern period, and Henry therefore was the King of Italy and the King of Germany, making him the first among equals among other Roman Catholic monarchs across Europe. However, in Gregory's eyes, the worldly realm, the secularia, had polluted the heavenly realm for too long. Bishops in their imperial lands would receive the signs of their authority, the crozier, the shepherd's crook, and their episcopal ring from Henry and swear an oath of loyalty to him. This infuriated Gregory. Bishops were the servants of God alone and the church had to be freed from the state. His canon lawyers assured him that the Pope was permitted to depose an emperor and Gregory was expansive in his use of papal power. After Henry had demanded his resignation, Gregory refused and declared from the Lateran Basilica that Henry was bound by the chain of anathema. Here he was taking the conferring of authority in Scripture from Christ to Peter seriously. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosened, whatever you bind shall remain bound. However, to excommunicate the Holy Roman Emperor was a bold test of papal authority. Essentially, by asserting himself like this, it created a bit of a vacuum. The impact was momentous. Henry's authority badly damaged, and many of his princely vassals started dismembering his empire. Henry resorted to a desperate candle, and in the dead of winter, he crossed the Alps and headed for the castle of Canossa where he knew Gregory was staying. According to Gregory's own register, the King and Emperor stood there barefoot and clad in wool, waiting for three days to be summoned into the Pope's presence. Exaggerations aside, we all recognise that it's a primitive power play, to force somebody to wait to see him. Henry was greeted with a kiss and the excommunication was lifted. Gregory was not from one of the wealthy Italian families like most of the popes at the time. He was born into a simple family, Hildebrand of Savona. And the authority of the man was more than just his papal office. His force and character of character and perceived integrity meant that when Hildebrand became Pope-elect Gregory, he was one of the few popes who had been elected by acclamation. On the death of his predecessor, as the obsequies were being performed in the Lateran Basilica, there arose a loud outcry from the clergy and the people, let Hildebrand be Pope. Hildebrand is said to have immediately fled and hid himself for some time. He was finally found at the church of San Pietro in Vincioli and elected Pope by the assembled cardinals amid the repeated acclamations of the people. Now declared a saint by the Catholic Church. This was a rare thing for popes of the time. Many who had made, had to make dissedifying compromises with worldly power. It seems that Gregory's zeal, moral force and religious conviction seemed to ensure the loyalty and service of a wide variety of men and women. But in a confrontation that was to rumble on, eventually King Henry would appoint an anti-pope, Clement III, to oppose him. Gregory was compelled to withdraw to Monte Cassino the home of the influential Benedictine order and later to the castle of Salerno by the sea where he would die. Three days before his death he withdrew all the senses of excommunication that he had pronounced except those against his two chief offenders Henry and the anti-pope. Dying in exile in Salerno the epithet on his sarcophagus in the city's cathedral says, I have loved justice and hated iniquity, therefore I die in exile. Maybe he was the ultimate whistleblower. And history has proved the Gregorian reform to have been remarkably effective. That's all from the Pearl of Great Price today. If you'd like to know more about reform or anything in today's podcast, email the show on pogppod at or visit our website at www.pogp.net. Have a lovely day, wherever you are, and thanks for listening.